Welcome to Ask a Broker, episode 21. I'm your host, Scott Peckford. This is the show where I take questions from the Facebook group or questions we get emailed by other mortgage brokers and answer them on the show. Sometimes I bring on another guest expert, people like Dustin Woodhouse, Mark Good, and sometimes I tackle them solo. Either way, the goal is to help you in your broker business. Today on the show, I have a snippet from Broker Talks, which is our live event that we do uh, once a year. And I have Peter Matheny, one of the number one mortgage broker with Mortgage Architects. Before I get started, I want to thank today's sponsor, Ask a Broker, sponsored by Lendesk. Lendesk is a mortgage technology company based out of Vancouver that has built an origination platform specifically for Canadian brokers. Lendesk removes the headache of assembling an application with your client. Think of it as the ultimate CRM and deal management tool. They're pre-launch and I'm helping them refine the platform and I can tell you it looks awesome. If you'd like to get early access to Lendesk with me, sign up at lendesk.com. As for the cost, let's just say it's going to be an easy decision. This is going to be a game changer. And check out this conversation with Peter Matheny. Give it to us. Give us the good stuff. Like, don't hold back. So let's get the hands going. Uh, Hi, Peter. Can you talk a little bit about your CRM process and specifically how many touches a year do you have in that and, and what type of activity do you have? And at what point do you think that you're kind of verging on tilt if you go that far? And where's the sweet spot as far as touches? Okay, my pleasure. So CRM, you know, I, I work for a brokerage where I pay, I'm not a franchise, I pay a portion of my, I play split. But that split is well worth, I've done many, many math many, many times, and it's primarily because of CRM. I actually started this CRM with magazines years ago and they kind of adopted it. But the point being is, key thing is to have someone who's professional doing your CRM. So I offload it to Mortgage Architects, they do a great job. So let me answer your question more specifically. My CRM actually starts before closing. Okay, so we have a, month, we have a closing out, two months out. I think I mentioned earlier, uh, purchase first thing we do, I consider this part of the CRM is we send a gift. We invest 35, 40 bucks, and uh, we try to build some glue there. And then, and then of course, I'm, uh, my CMR, CRM until closing is me personally reaching out, hey, I'm gonna reach out to you here about this because I'm trying to keep these dozen clients or so on side. Now the real CRM kicks in after closing. So to answer your question, my particular CRM is they get 12 months of a magazine. Again, the head office does it. You don't need a head office to do it. You can do it on your own. I did it myself, but I'm all about delegating. The more stuff I can offload, the more I can do what I like, the more money I can make. So the point is I do 12 months of magazine, house and home. I don't even know what it costs. It's not very expensive because of course you're doing it in bulk. And to be a little more specific, at the end of the year, uh, my administrator comes to me, well, she comes from regular and says, hey, all these people's CRM is up. Uh, would you like to send them another 12 months of magazines? And it's like five bucks for another year. Now, this is super effective because the label, i got to point this out, you got to leverage everything you can. The label says compliments to Peter Matheny. So I had a, a guy from my office said, hey, I'm in this lawyer's office up in Richmond Hill, and I see your magazine on the table. So the point is, if you're going to do a CRM, Mark was talking about branding before, you got to get your brand on there. Just don't send them stuff that doesn't have your brand on there. Have it stuck on there. It can't come off so they know it's for you. So that, that's the CRM that's in the system. Now, I do another CRM myself personally, and that's where I write a newsletter when there's something to write about, like next month's change in CMHC premiums. I write a newsletter, I write that myself, and then it goes to all my clients. And I probably write that about, uh, I want it to be relevant, I don't want it to be white noise, so I write that about you know, every couple months. That's why I'm saying, if you're gonna spend any money, invest any of your time, invest and learn how to market, because that's what this business is about. It's not about knowing math. And then uh, <clears throat> another thing, if you want to really drill down, is I use an old system, you may have heard of it, it's called um, Vast Login, or it's called Rate Watch. It's been around for a long time. And so every other, Friday, I go on there and I do email out rates, but I put a little blurb on there and tell people what the rates are. So again, I hope I'm answering your question, but 
Uh, I don't know if there's a sweet, well, there is a bit of a sweet spot because you got to be careful. It's not white noise. We all get those emails sometimes two, three times a day from a lender. It's just, you don't even opening them anymore. So you got to be careful. It's not white noise. So I would say to answer your question, uh, if I reach out to my client personally every couple of weeks, every three, three weeks with an email, that's probably the sweet spot. I don't think you want to be emailing them every week, every day, because again, it's just going to go garbage, garbage. Eventually they'll just, you know, give you the junk. But uh, I do recommend you do something that's showing up in their mail, a snail mail, like the magazine or something. I find the magazine is, uh, is really effective and I get a lot of good feedback from them. Next question. Uh, I just wanted to know at what time you started not to take new customers. In your database, it reached to what, 3,000 numbers? Well, you know, someone asked earlier if you had any regrets to Mark. I think my regret is I didn't stop visiting realtors and so on earlier, right? Because you don't need a lot of clients. If you have two, three, four hundred clients and you can become really intimate with them, you know, in a platonic way, I mean, if you can, <laughs> if you can, if you can, if you have two, three hundred clients, you can call them and you can email them with not without aggravating them, but you got to tell them the messages. I'm reaching out to you. I saved you all that money. It didn't cost you a penny. I need your help. I'm, you know, I got kids. I want to try to build my small business. And anyone with any kind of emotional intelligence is going to respond and help you out. So my point is, I don't think there's a particular spot. It depends what you like. There's guys to this day, 25, 30 years into it, you know them. They go on, they have radio ads, and it's rate, 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 rate. And they love it, and that's great. So it's just a matter of what you like. But I personally, and nothing against realtors, I have realtor clients, but I get off of clients that tend to be less committed or loyal to your cause, like realtors and these other places. So I just get off of that. Me personally, I get off of that as soon as I can. And you don't need a lot of clients. So one thing, actually, before we take the next question, Matt, that you had said to me, I don't know if you remember this, but we were, my buddy and I were meeting with you and I said, what would you do if you were starting out in your business today? And you said, I would go do everything I could to get 250 clients and then I'd spend all my time and energy marketing those 250 clients, which is exactly what you just said again. So That yeah. one client, I mean, you don't even have to know the statistics. That one client, send him back to his community. I think Mark said earlier, he's good for two or three more clients. You get those two or three clients, they're good for, the next thing you know, you have all these great clients that are closing with you in that tire kickers. Robbie Campbell. Long-time listener, first-time caller. Hey, you had mentioned, Peter, that six, seven years in, you were still running around. I think you had mentioned that. It was still running around, handing out flyers Absolutely. and this. At what point, what was that tipping point for you where you just got it? You just fell into that sweet spot. And I'm not saying you never stopped learning, but where was that point where you were just comfortable in your skin and you stopped all that white noise and just focused yeah. in on your data? And I'll elaborate on that. I used to, uh, and this is a good marketing too, if you're starting out, is I used to rent a hall and, uh, and you know, Treb would allow you to get... CEUs, continuing educated units to realtors, and I'd have a room of 500 realtors for the morning, and I'd have CMHC, and they get three, and that was great. But the reason I'm bringing that up is I stopped that too, because I still get calls from realtors, hey, when are you going to have your little course? Like, and then my answer is, you know, I just don't have the time for it. But the truth is, when you get older, and you start out your law practice, you're not going to be doing the same things you're doing 10, 15, 20 years. You're not going to run around, and, and if you're a dentist, you're taking everyone off the street in 15. So the point, to answer your question more directly, is, um, you know, I just, I, once my day was full, my 40, my 50 hours a day was full, I just, it was just full, I said, I really no need, it's not like I enjoyed it, so I go, there's really no need to do it. So this is part of the process I've never enjoyed. So I think once your day is full, and, and you know what, you might, and, and if you don't want to do that, I think that's the time you give it up. Awesome, thank you. And I send you a Facebook friend request, can you maybe just confirm that we're friends and we can just kind of... We'll do. Okay. <laughs> wow, that, Actually, was really, that was really awkward. Truth be told is I don't do that either. <laughs> I have someone to do that, but I'll tell him. I'm sure he would accept it. Yeah. You know, getting to that point, getting to marketing. I, I know this is a question period. 
remember, I, I tweet, I don't tweet, I have someone tweeting for me. I have Facebook, I don't Facebook, I have someone posting for me, right? So that's how you work 40 hours a week and that's how you turn your phone off when you go away. Hey Peter, what's the number one activity marketing-wise that gets the best return? Is there one activity that you do constantly, whether it's asking for annual statements, let's say in January or February, what's that one item that gives you so much return? Yeah. Uh, one thing that I don't like as a consumer, and we all get into those generic emails, a lot of them from realtors, spring report, that are just cut and paste. So the biggest bang I get for my buck, and I get a lot of feedback and people know it, is I write my own stuff. Basically because you know, the spelling's bad, there's errors in it. I mean, the guy who corrects it even puts a little errors in there so it makes it look more real. There's all these little marketing tricks, right? And the point being is, so I write my little article, like I'll probably write when I'm away next week, I'll write an article about CMHC, and, and that's the one I get the most feedback because people genuinely, I go, hey, it's me again, you know, and then it goes, of course it goes generically. But uh, people know I'm writing it, and, and I try to make it like I'm writing my friend. Right? I'm not writing like a blurb, like, you know, my housing marks 2%. I go, hey, do you know Trump did this and this and that, and blah, 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 blah. That's how I write it. And that's the one I get the most uh, feedback. And I think, I think the, the, you know, when you're building this kind of bond, I'm trying to build. Remember, I don't meet these people. I know have had clients 10, 15, 20 years. I've never met them. Right? So when you're trying to build that bond, that's where I get my biggest bang for the buck. Go ahead. Hi, Peter. Um, you've mentioned this a couple of times that uh, all these marketing tricks What's the best course or biggest, where did you get your money's worth? What marketing course did you, know, you get your biggest money, yeah, money's worth? Yeah, I haven't taken one for a long time. You know, I was saying earlier, I, I just seem to have, uh, you know, everyone has their unique ability. Uh, and I just, it seems like, you know, when I start writing, it just starts coming out and I believe it. And so I share it. So, <laughs> uh, so I, I'm just saying, if that's not your strength, you know, you may want to take them, like it comes naturally to me. I think it does, right? Uh, and again, I'm not a great mortgage broker. I have to go around the office and say, hey, what's the state of program? Does this, will this, like, you know, it's uninsured, insurable. It's, it's confusing to me, but I can sell this stuff, right? So, uh, so that's not answering your question. I think you just have to go online and maybe in your community or uh, I know there's a lot of good, realtors have a lot of good marketing programs. And I think we could piggyback off something like that. Hi, Peter. This one is a quickie. You mentioned you have somebody doing your Facebook posting and your Twitter. Is that somebody on your staff or are you paying for a That's service? external. External. Yeah. So I have a marketing guy, you know, I, I, when I write those letters, I have a marketing guy, he makes everything and he knows that, uh, he, he's always, he's kind of in industry. So he's always looking for something interesting and he'll tweet for me because he knows me pretty well. We've known each other for many, many years. So he knows what I want, what I would tweet and what I wouldn't tweet. And same with Facebook. He does all the posts. Perfect. Okay. Yeah. So, so again, I just, this is just me. Uh, you want to make money and be happy and enjoy your business. Market the hell out of uh, what you do and the uh, rest will come. Thanks. Okay. So do you feel social media is very worthwhile? Social media? Yes. Is it worthwhile more so 100%. than direct access to clients? If anything, you have to stay ahead of the curve is social media. Social media is... Uh, With your existing clients? Absolutely. So, you know, they're all joining my Facebook page. I accept everybody. The more you can um, engage in that, that is the future. And it's funny, even my 85-year-old mom, it's, she doesn't talk to me anymore. It's all social media. Go ahead. Thanks for uh, the talk. When I look at your business, I see you having an office filled with people of different types of roles and everything like that. And I think maybe, I don't know what it is, the composition here, but I'm a, I'm a, I'm a person doing everything on my own right now, including you know the marketing, underwriting, everything, right? How does somebody, in my case, get to that stage, or how do they transition into 
say, hiring an underwriter, somebody that can take that load off of, you know, the time-consuming part of, of working the deal and sending it to, you know what I mean? Well, you know, and, what you're doing is obviously good in its infancy, but it's a terrible long-term plan. You, you'd be like marketing 101 at Humber College, they'd say that's the plan is totally flawed. But the point being is you have to create some momentum, you have to create some critical mass, and you have to create some income. But don't think people say, oh, and Scott would know this, oh, I can't spend 30, 40, 50 grand an administrator. You're losing a lot more than 30 or 40, 50 grand if you don't spend it. First of all, it's a tax write-off, number one. And you'll be surprised because I can guarantee the biggest reluctance you will have is hiring that very first person. Once you hire that first person, you'll be like, crack. You'll want like 10 of them, right? So the, it's true. So the point being is that, when you have critical mass and you feel it's in your budget, it's gonna, you gotta hire that first person. It's gonna be so liberating because you're gonna go out. You don't make money collecting job letters. You don't make money returning call, uh, checking down payment, or whatever my administrator does all day. You don't make money doing that. You make money by going out, connecting, and bringing the product to the client. That stuff is, you're losing money. Every hour, think about every hour you do, uh, uh, you do paperwork, how many clients you could have called and made contact with. So, so I, I feel your thing. So maybe answer about two or three years into it, I was getting a little overwhelmed. I hired Nadia. She's still with me today. And man, was it not only was it a financial boon, but just again, when I was going back to it, depends what you're enjoying your business. I learned very long ago, get rid of the ego. Don't worry about it. Seeing those three faces make my day because they do everything. I sit there. I walk around. I point my finger. I take a few phone calls. I send a few emails. Someone comes for lunch. We have a few beers, and then I go back, and there's ten deals done. Right. <laughs> what, you're making it sound really terrible. Like, well, no, it's 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 fun. And no, I'm kidding. Okay, so we got a couple of minutes. Thank you, Peter. Those are great questions, guys, and uh, really appreciate it. Let's give me the last round for Peter. <laughs> Thank you so much. So we're gonna move to lunch. How much time do we have to lunch now? It's two three minutes. Matt's gonna come up here in a second, but he's up here already, so he's crowding my crowding my stage.